Blog Talk Radio. Dig it! Welcome to the Atomic Drop Show, live on Blog Talk Radio. Your number one source for wrestling news, interviews, and analysis. You better listen to this. Hey everybody, this is Sunny, the original diva of the WWE, and you're listening to the Atomic Drop Show. Don't go away. This is the slash of the slicer, the dicer, the ripper, the sweater, the love taker, the money maker, the honey shaker. My name is Lauren Brooks, a past interviewer for TNA Wrestling, and you are listening to the Atomic Drop Show. You can be part of the show by calling in at area code 646-915-9116. This is Evan McLeod from NWA New York. The Rock Superstar Chaos. Sid Vicious. Chris Hammer. The Hardcore Homo Angel. This is Jimmy Jacobs. PQ Money here, revenant on the Atomic Drop Show. Tune in. Shame it. The Celtic Warrior. Yeah. And now, here are your hosts. Just in time, and Kyle Cruz, you little punk ass thieves. Hello. See, this would be the part where you, this would be the part where you actually introduce the show. See, I knew that the one time, the the one time that that I would actually, you know, allow you, just like. And, and not even do it begrudgingly, let you handle the intro, you flub it up. On, on our first ever show, starting our third year doing the, doing the show, you mess up the intro. Well, more so than usual. Well, do you want to just restart it all over again one more time? No, no, no. No, I'm really not in the mood to do that right now. I'll Thank you for... Uh, no, it's Okay. Because that takes up another minute of the show, man. We don't have that time. We don't have that type of time to waste right now. You know, you figure after like three years and three seasons, I would probably be down to get this right. But if somebody actually would have called me to alert me that he was ready at the helm, I would have been more than ready to get a hold to start this show off the right way. But somebody wasn't. Well. Well, considering you sat through a minute intro to the show like you do every week, you would think that you would know you're cute. Well, also, we always have a quick little chat session before the start of the show. Uh, so what's your point? Like, I was just like very concerned. Wait, I was just concerned, concerned for your like, well-being. Oh, oh concerned for my well-being? Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah, well, thank you for being such a kind individual. Anyway, then I found an actual host that knows what the hell what to do and how to operate an actual switchboard. What are you trying to do? What are you trying to say? What exactly are you implying, man? Nothing. I'm nothing at all. I'm, I'm just implying that if somebody would have gave me an actual cue. For all of you folks tuning in for the first time, this is what I have to go through every single time I talk to this guy off the air. He, he he's this much of a dick every single time we talk off the air. It it's it's not just some gimmick. It's it, it's not some shtick. He's really like this all the time. Bottom line is, my name is Kyle Cruz. On the other line, his name is Justin Time. And welcome to another edition of the Atomic Drop Show. The the first episode into our third year doing the show. And uh, by the way, I have to. To, to do a big shout out to everybody that listened to the show last week, either live and uh, downloaded throughout the week. This was last week's show was our highest uh, number of downloads for any show that we've ever gotten in our two-year history. So uh, 
thank you guys for downloading the show. Hopefully, you guys will stick around and join us either live here tonight, or uh, if you're listening to this on on delay in the podcast or whatever you download this on off of iTunes or Blog Talk Radio, wherever you are. Uh, thank you for supporting the show. Do appreciate it. Yes, indeed. Without a doubt, without you, like I said, we wouldn't have lasted uh, three years that we have on the air. Exactly. It's been, Weird. It's been a very long three, three, three years. It's it's been two years. We're going into our third. See, not only do you suck at co-hosting, but you suck at math too. So, I'm just saying. Hey, I make up my own rules on how to do this show, and thus far, this formula has worked. Mm. Folks, if you want to be part of the show, you can call us up at area code 646-915-9116. Once again, the number is area code 646-915-9116. That is a New York number, but if you don't want to incur any uh, long-distance charges or whatever, bring out your cell phone. Once again, the number is 646-915-9116. you got a lot of... Lots to talk about. We got Raw last night. Time out, time out, time out, time out. Before we go any farther, I'm pissed. Oh, yes. Why are you pissed? No, no. Cue up Jimmy Z's flipping it music. Cue it up. Let's go. shooting music. Let's go. All right. I am livid right now at the people of Pet Boys. Yeah, you heard me, Pet Boys. What's wrong with the good people at, uh, at Pet Boys? Good people. Good people. You call them good people? Uh, no, I, well, I, I'll hear Let me tell you what people. the good people at Pet Boys did. The so-called actual hardware store, actually automotive store, whatever the hell they are. They try to be a hardware store trying to sell you all these wrenches and screwdrivers and shit that you don't even need at a freaking auto parts store. Why the hell would you need that? When I can go right down the street, go over to my Lowe's, and get high-quality, made-in-the-USA parts instead of parts made from Japan. No. Let me tell you why I am pissed off at the so-called automotive store. On Saturday, I was supposed to go to the NWA show with Evan McLeod. Right, man. How was that? I got my fucking tickets. I'm right there. I'm with the future Mrs. Time. And then all of a sudden, I look out. I got a fucking flat tire. I said, son of a bitch. So here's what I did. I slapped on my donut onto my car, driving down the road, having people pass me, making sure all the lug nuts stay onto my tire, and then I pull into this so-called automotive body store. You know what? Their customer service sucks. Now, let me tell you why. Because you got about 50,000 sales representatives and two mechanics on that whole entire staff of yours. You know what? What? The fuck are you thinking here, people? Hello? Let me tell you, okay? Let me tell you why 
that Napa Auto Parts is far more superior than Pet Boys because Napa actually knows what the hell they're talking about. They're actually more educated in the products. They actually don't sell you kind of like hammers and shit like that. No. They actually get you what you need, get out, and you're on your merry way within a grand total of 15 minutes. When you go to Pet Boys, though, all of a sudden, you're stuck in line behind fat people who do not know how to change a goddamn spark plug or change their own goddamn oil. So this is what happens to me. I get pulled in. I tell them I got a flat tire. It's about an hour, hour and a half fucking wait. So now I'm waiting here. It's past 6 o'clock. Bell time's already started. Got to see, got to see no one at NWA upstate New York because I'm sitting behind some fat lady trying to figure out why the hell her car won't start. <laughs> well, so, so let me tell you what, Teddy, you should have probably paid attention back in high school automotive class, then, shouldn't you? Huh? Huh? Not my fault right there. You chose to do a home decor and home decoration and dress altering, and you failed to do what the hell you want to do with your life? Sir, I hate people. And the good people at Pet Boys, they are not so good, because they say, what is it? What's their slogan? I, I don't know. I'm not sure. You don't know what their slogan I, is? Well, dude, I don't go to Pet Boys either, man. I really don't. I'm well, you're probably one of the good ones right now. But then again, you should probably just stay the far fuck away from them. Otherwise, I will actually go up to my next local Pet Boys and set it on fire. <laughs> I, miss, um, I miss okay. I miss Tommy Dreamer. I miss Colin Delaney. I miss Balls Mahoney. I miss Nunzio. I miss Evan McLeod Wrestling. I miss Spaz Wrestling. Okay, Spaz. 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 I, I, I miss big rig wrestling. I miss war games. All because of the fucking people at Pet Boys who do not know how to properly staff their employees. They decide to have more sales reps instead of more mechanics. But you know why? Because probably we're in a goddamn recession. And you know what? Pet Boys is probably like on the lowest number of the automotive chains, and they're probably struggling to stay afloat right now. Sounds like you're pretty pissed off there, Mr. Justin Time. Uh, I, I, look, I'm sorry that all that happened to you, you know, and uh, just never go to a Pet Boys ever again. Just try, you know, I don't know if this is just a West Coast thing or only. Do you guys have, um, have uh, minuses out there? There is a Midas, but the next Midas is in the next county. Well, I think they might be worth it. I'm not trying trying to get a, you know... Then that would have been a fucking farther drive to get to wherever I needed to go. And because of that, I I missed the whole entire show. I missed having a beer with freaking Tommy Dreamer. Look, I'm sure that another stack card for NWA New York will be coming around in the next few weeks and months. So I now, now granted, I don't know how many times you're going to have the opportunity to meet a Tommy Dreamer, but you know, just just chill. It, It happened only once. It's okay, man. It's okay. All right. It's never okay, man. I missed an interview with Colin freaking Delaney, Rochester's very own. What's that got me? The show? A fucking ticket for a freaking fixed tire. I understand you're upset. And, and, and I know that all of this anger is, 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 you know, is just fueled by the fact that you got to miss one hell of a wrestling show from what I heard. But just try and focus that. 
for the next, what, 50 minutes? However long it is now that we have left in the show. Just try and focus that as much as possible here into the show, and then let's talk some wrestling, some WWE. Just, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll try to keep that as far away from the forefront of your mind as possible, okay? Is Play the outro done? music. Play the outro music to the shoot. Well, well, actually, I'm 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 gonna play a combination outro music and intro music because on the line right now, you know what time it is, right? Do, do, time for me to find the owner of Pet Boys and yell at him face to face. No, no, I don't. I don't think it's that time actually. I'm livid. This is, uh, I know you are, dude. But somebody even more livid than you. Ladies and gentlemen, with another edition of Flipping It, it is Jimmy C. Jimmy, what's going on, man? Hey, listen, can, can I, can I? introduce to you my special guest to the show tonight. Wait, none you other, have a special... Yes, not other than someone that's more pissed off than me, Mr. Justin Time. You ain't never seen me livid before. This is like super I, livid right about now. I, when I, 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 I got on the line and I heard F-bombs and I was like, that's not, this is not happening. I heard, I, I, I heard, I heard, not one, not two, maybe three or four f bombs come out of Mr. Justin Time's mouth, and uh, I think I maybe I've heard him swear maybe twice in my life. I, I've never heard him go off this much before, man. Uh, damn, I, Justin, dude, I will try my best. I will try my best. To you know, just stay on your good side because I don't really like this pissed off side of you, at least when it's directed at me. So I'm gonna try and stay. As, as hey, much my as anger is directly opposed. My anger is directly at whoever's on the other line of this telephone. No matter what, how far the distance is, even if they're all the way out in Hokkien, Chongqing, Tongtong, Japan, if they even listen out there or understand the words that are coming out of my mouth, they are feeling my wrath. So let me get this straight. You had car trouble. This is the first time hearing of all this. I, this is the last thing I expected to hear when I when I called up. Okay, you had car trouble, <laughs> and you didn't make it to the show that you had the tickets in your hand to the last week of this time. Correct. That I've had for over over about a month. Wow. So. Okay. Gotcha. Okay, so you've been this pissed off since since Saturday. Yes. Wow. Wow. That's a bummer. That is a total, total bummer. But you know what? It's over and done with. Right? Right? Oh, man, that's, that, 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 that's very disappointing. And I love it how we got over here on the line saying... I'm going to try to stay on your good side, but you are just going to antagonize him the whole night. That's all you're going to do. And yeah, pretty much. To slowly remind him how – I just I love how you threw in there a couple minutes ago, and I heard it was such a great show. 
Uh, seriously? <laughs> hey, 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 Don't reveal my secrets so blatantly, man. He, he might start to catch on. <laughs> that was awesome. Uh, I was, but, I, was waiting for, I, I was waiting for I was waiting for an, uh, for an F bomb from the other line, but I don't I I just I don't know I don't think he caught on. Well, so like what a boring, 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 boring week in wrestling, huh? Serious. I have to agree. It was a very boring wrestling, and it just added more into the fuel into the fire that I have. Very, very boring. Started. Uh, to Thursday, well, NXT once again I didn't watch, um, but it started with a very boring impact. Um, Abyss versus Hogan. Ooh, seriously. Um, yeah, I'm not interested in that either, man. You know, oh, Rick Flair beating up on a black man. Whoa, you know, that's that, that's not Jay Lethal. Uh, I, I don't even have anything to say about TNA this week, to be honest with you. Um, I'm actually fast-forwarding through it right now to see if I can remember anything that I missed because it was so boring. Um, but, and then SmackDown, you know what? I'm getting, ooh, ooh, I want to ask you guys some opinions before I start, before I start, uh, you know, going off here. Who do you think is... Uh, I'll give you. I'll even give you top three, just so you have a chance to pick pick out who I'm talking about. Who do you think one uh, that is the most underrated superstar that gets a great pop every fucking time they go out, and for some reason he always happens to lose. And I will give you a hint: he happened to win on SmackDown this week, which I was shocked. Ah. Uh... Let me see. Let me see. Um, I let's will put this, admit. Let's put it this way: somebody that's yeah. in content, in content for the world championship belt. We have Jack Swagger as a world champion, which is in, in the beginning. I'm not gonna lie. In the beginning, I was like, all right, I'm feeling like a little bit of little little bit of JBL here because when JBL came out first, I thought he was the fucking man. JPL was a great world champion, great sportsman, great on the mic, just all around awesome. And to be as awesome as he was as JBL, and to top what he had already done with APA, on top of it was even more amazing. Okay, and we have Jack Swagger, the all-American, American, American, that has the tip of his tongue Velcro to the top of his mouth. Okay. <laughs> All right, I just don't understand why Jack Swagger is having disqualification matches with the Big Show. Just it just does not uh, it just does not make sense to me. So I want to hear I want to hear your, your I give you even more time to think. Go ahead. You know I personally did not watch SmackDown, but I but I do have all of the match results here from from last Friday night. All right. Let's see. We had the Big Show beat um, and Jack Swagger. We had Kofi Kingston Christian and MVP beating up on Dolph Ziggler, Kurt Hawkins, Advanced Archer. You have oh, Kelly Kelly defeating Dolph yeah, da- Ziggler. You 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 would have thought you would have thought that Edge's 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 version of trying to be to to, to sell it to the sell it to the world that he actually likes Vicky Guerrero. You thought that was bad. I'm watching uh, Dolph Ziggler trying to sell to the world that he and Vicky Guerrero got something going on. Go ahead. 
by the way, I'm just going to put it out there. I I uh, said this about, what, a year and a half ago. I'm still behind it. I kind of got a thing for Mickey Girl. And I, I can't even lie. She, she She's not that bad looking. I'm I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Anyway, uh, let's see. You know, we still got... Uh, not to be racist or anything, but I think that's a black thing, bro. I'm not going to lie. A black thing? Uh, wait, no, no, not necessarily because last week we had blatant. I'll, 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 I'll call up 10 white guys right now and they'll all think that Vigorero's gross. But then again, I'm sure that you can call up 10 black guys as well and they can always call her gross as well. It, it's just me. I, it's just me. Hey, in fact, I'll tell you what. If, if we have any black callers, call in next. Call in for the remaining 37 minutes of this show and, uh, and, and, and let me hear your opinion on whether you think Vicky Guerrero is uh, somewhat sexy. Somewhat sexy. All right. Anyway, bottom line is that, that's that. And uh, let's continue here. We have Kane versus CM Punk. Which, which in, a, in a no contest, and then we had Matt Hardy beating Drew McIntyre. That's all the results. So, uh, Justin thinks that Matt needs to die already. I mean, what? He's already on what? Matt Hardy version eight, right? Yes, but this. How long has that been going on for? That's just as long as was it a few years ago when he had was it Matt Hardy versus MVP. That bitch just seemed to keep on dragging and dragging. Dragging. Then you throw Xander Holyfield in, and then it kept on dragging and dragging. Then we have a push-up contest, and it kept dragging. Arm wrestling contest, dragging. Beer drinking contest, dragging. I mean, are we going to refer back to that? Shooting free throws, dragging. I mean, that's just probably one of the longest freaking drawn-out feuds. So who, what's the verdict, guys? What's the verdict, guys? I want to I want to hear from both ends over here. I I, I mean I'm I'm going to assume you said he won. Um, see, see, see the thing about it is after I said that he won, it did not really do any justice uh, because he, now now it's pretty much I'm gonna have to go along. Why don't you just yeah he won and you know what. Also include that it could also be one of the three that uh, you know that that won that that won in the uh, you know in the three on three match. I I I'm just gonna go on a on a limb here and say Christian only because he's the only guy like just out of all of the matches that I saw on Friday night or all of the matches that I saw in the results from Friday night he's the only guy that that I'm really solidly behind, with the exception of MVP. So I'll, I'm I'm taking Christian here. All right. Mr. Justin Time? Excuse me? And what's your verdict? Well, i got to agree with uh, Kyle over there. I mean, it just seems that, that he, believe it or not, I can't believe I'm going to say this, he said everything I was going to say. Did you just admit to that? Yeah, I, I, I agreed. All right. See, guys? We're, we're, we're making a big breakthrough step over here. Okay, well, well, we'll see him. You know what? I have to make Justin feel a little bit better. I mean, especially after what happened last Saturday. I, You know, I, I, I'm extending 
in Olive Branch to make Justin feel better after just the terrible, terrible thing that happened to him on on, uh, on Saturday. But what is your what is your verdict, Mr. Jimmy? No, you guys are on me, man. You guys, you guys are on it. Captain Charisma deserves to be in. If he just he would be a, a ten times better world champion than Jack Swagger. Even if they just give him a push, they're not even giving him a push. They, they they have they have joked him around the whole time that he was there, and he really had to have hated behind the scenes what was going on at TNA to want to come back to, to McMahon because it was said, and I don't know if you want to quote me to for, to my knowledge, it was said that even. Halfway through his TNA contract, he couldn't wait to get out of there. Okay, and they were giving him the belt. Who wants to leave when you got the belt? It's got to be. It had to. It had to been bad. But and not only that, but to leave and go back to McMahon and go back to the mid card wrestler that you were before you left, it's like he's not a mid card wrestler. You know, is if him the 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 craziest thing about it is is that him and Edge have both have this equal talent on the mic in the ring to be world championship caliber. And for some reason, they're only giving it to Edge, to me, which to me is a bunch of bull. All I'll say is this. All I will, will say is this. Um, Edge, um, and this isn't fair, but this is what Vince McMahon likes to – this is what he has in his mind. Vince has a certain, a certain look that he wants all of his main event wrestlers to have, with the exception of a guy like Rey Mysterio. Um, you know, Christian, he, he's not particularly tall. Um, he's not exactly, you know, built. But then again, neither is Edge. It, it seems like Edge has more of a main event look. He's a, a little bit bigger, a little bit, a little bit more built than Christian, plus the fact that Edge, he never left. Ah. I'm not going to necessarily think I'm, – I'm not one of those guys that will always say, oh, well, Vince is just punishing Christian because he went to TNA. But you've got to believe that that has some sort of effect on, on Christian in his current push now because, you know, Edge has always been – he's always been that company guy. And Christian has it. So I, I think that that plays into it. And unfortunately, as long as – this is where politics takes over real talent and real television quality. See, Jimmy, that's why they need you on the booking team, because as we all know, Jimmy Z doesn't do politics. I don't, I don't fuck with politics. Exactly. Okay. Good man. Uh, you know, and I will just say I'm fast-forwarding through – still fast-forwarding through TNA, and there was actually a little bit that I enjoyed. The beginning stages of – what is going to be known as the ECW Originals. Yeah. And Tommy Dreamer, Tommy Dreamer coming down with Raven and with Stevie Richards. And soon, and soon, from what, I, from what I've uh, read, soon I believe that uh, Rhino will mysteriously uh, rise up from the, for, you know, from the dark and uh, from the dead or whatever you want to call it. And he will also join, which is going to make, the, I think it's going to make things interesting because as, um, as played out of a storyline that it sounds like, it's really going to be a lot more entertaining than what is going on right now. 
I don't know how hard that that is. I mean, to to really make anything uh, any more entertaining than it already is right now in TNA, it's not that hard because there there are few things in TNA that that I'm I'm thoroughly enjoyed by on a weekly basis. But when you, you know what T, TNA has always been always been accused of doing things of going to to the well once too often of things in the past and uh, and you've seen that with 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 their stars that they that they push you know guys like Hogan guys like Flair guys like the nasty was when they were there guys like like your team 3Ds guys like, I mean all of that 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 are still on the roster still getting moments on primetime TV when, when they have an abundance of young people on the roster I think that going back to, to ECW which granted influenced a lot of the business when when you really take a look at it and, and and I was a big ECW fan as well when you take a look at it ECW was a niche promotion that in the in the general scheme of things didn't create even a blip on the national wrestling scene's radar as far as the audience is is uh is concerned yeah they made you know they they made up a, a vocal part of an audience during the late 90s, but that was late 90s. That was was more than 10 years ago. Nobody really cares about that anymore. I, I mean, uh, hell, I I was fine watching the first one night stand pay per view back in 2005. That's all I needed. They they never oh, needed. Nerds. Thank you very much. They never needed. Wait, what the hell? Wait. Was that Bender from 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 Futurama? Yeah. Really? Did, did you know that Futurama is actually back? I did. I I actually heard that. I did hear that. Well, well, well with as lame as the redone storylines that they got going on right now, my point exactly is is that this whole ECW faction is is as much played out as a, as a storyline that it is. It's still more. It's going to be more entertaining to see what they're actually going to do with it uh, than what's going on right now. I mean, oh, I mean, this is this right here. Honestly, this past week on TNA cemented Bischoff as a the luckiest guy in the right place at the right time. Okay, who ends? two Monday nights in a row with the same damn scene, which is Abyss pointing at Hulk Hogan. I mean, it was, it's a boring storyline, and that was, it, it, who want, who's going to watch the end of that again and say, wait a minute, I already watched the end of this, and what led up to it or, or what followed it was crap. So what's going to happen next week? I don't know, man. I mean, that, that's just another – TNA storyline that I'm not interested in, by the way, there's a kid next door that's attempting to play drums, so that's why, if, if you hear anything, you come to the mic, that's that's it. I need to get the sound from Steve over here. Anyway, that's just another lame TNA storyline that nobody cares about. I mean, Abyss is not somebody who should be in a main event level program, uh, but he is. And when you combine Abyss, who should be a niche character, he's he talking against Hulk Hogan, who is, uh, you know, who should have stopped in-ring competition 15 years ago. Uh, there, there, there isn't 
any interest in that program, and I don't know whose idea it, it is to really think that that would get over today, five years ago, ten years ago. I I don't get it. So, anything else that that bot, that is just grating on you, Jimmy? No, I'm 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 with you, man. I'm with you. Uh, and then um, you know, it's it's just it's. Uh, this is one of the most boring – it was one of the most boring Thursday nights I saw. And the saddest part about the whole thing is is that the quality that they actually put on right after their first Monday night was really some of the best wrestling I had seen in a while. And to sit there and only have that much, you know, that much in you, and it just goes to show that, yeah, you're fresh, you put something nice on TV, but it didn't last. It lasted enough to say, hey, let's go to Monday night, and then you just fell on your face. And now picking up the pieces is pretty brutal. True. Pretty brutal, man. Uh, you know, uh, I loved, I loved, uh, I loved the William Regal. Uh, <laughs> that, that kick that. Uh, was it Vladimir? Yeah, Kozlov. Uh, yep. That kick that he gave him, I, 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 I couldn't, I couldn't stop laughing because it was so off. Okay, because that kick looked brutal, but it was so off, it didn't connect right. And then uh, when the camera caught William Regal like walking out, he didn't have like this look on his face like normal like oh wow that hurt he had this look on his face walking out saying wow we totally fucked that one up <laughs> and, I, and i and i and i love the fact that they're pairing up uh santino and vladimir santino is 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 one is one of the greatest entertainers on monday night raw hands down I'm surprised that, that you're not speaking up for uh, for your boy Santino, Justin, man, because you are a bigger fan well, of his than I am. Well, I'm just happy that they're actually doing something with Santino right about now because before they were just letting him survive to the wolves and hanging out with those stupid celebrity guests or, yeah, celebrity guests. And, I mean, that thing was probably, like, going nowhere for him, and I'm so glad they finally threw him into a storyline which will progress into the television show that they want to do. Yeah, and the and and uh, not gonna lie, a pretty um, obvious and boring segment with NXT beating up the legends. Okay, one thing that really needs to stop in wrestling are things that look too obviously fake. Okay, we understand that we're watching entertainment, we're being entertained, this and that, blah blah blah, but. I'm going to date back to, I think it was one of the anniversary shows. I think it was for Raw, I think, and Stone Cold comes out. It might have been a, I don't know, I, don't, I think it might have been even a prime time thing on NBC. I can't remember. Stone Cold comes out, and he literally stuns every 
member of the McMahon family. And from once done her, they literally stayed laid down there for 15, 20 minutes. And it was just that. And then to see the same thing happen on Monday night where the legends are laying on the outside of the ring for an extremely long period of time while everything else is going on and even after the fact. And then slowly gaining consciousness. It's just weak. It's weak TV. It's very, very weak TV. It's extremely weak TV, man, and, uh, you know, I I can't agree with you more. But, Jimmy, we actually got to go. So do you have any final things that you want to add for this edition of Flipping It? Uh, I'm going to have to say that with as boring as it was this week, and I should have more things to complain about. They're just not worth complaining about, so I'm going to sign off. All right. All right. Thanks, Jimmy. Later. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Flipping It with Jimmy V. By the way, you can uh, get a hold of Jimmy V and, and, and his restaurant at circusinyourmouth.com. And uh, so it's official, right, that he's going to be cater- catering your wedding, right? Uh, there has been rumor and speculation about that, uh, but I'm unable to uh, say anything about that right about now. All right, well, but sure I was the so. honor and privilege. Well, if nothing else, he, he, he is catering your uh, your bachelor party. I do know that. I do know that. Yeah. That is, that is true. All right. All right. Thanks to Jimmy Z. Flipping it with Jimmy Z. Hopefully he will be back either next week or the week after. We'll see about that. Stay tuned for that one. But we have another caller on our on our switchboard now. Calling from the 678 area code. Just super fan. The cars. The cars. Man. How's it going tonight, man? Oh, I'm doing good. How about you guys? Doing well, brother. Could be better. It's just one night, dude. Don't trip. It's going to be plenty of just one, night, New just one night. One night. One night. I missed it. I could have had a beer with Tommy Dreamer. Like, we're going to talk about that a little bit more in, in just a few minutes. But, Dakaras, what? what's on your mind tonight, buddy? By the way, I I saw your wall post, and I I have to disagree on, on, on how you would rank these NXT rookies. But before we get to that, what's, what's on your mind? You talk to us. What's on your mind tonight, buddy? Oh, oh, a raw last night. Um, my likes and dislikes from last night were, my likes were, of course, um, that little, the beginning with the Sheamus and Cena going back and forth. That was pretty funny. And and then my dislike was with those emails, because that the little sound, I don't think it was on my computer, but I was like, oh, it's just a TV. And I'm just like, that's going to get annoying every week. <laughs> I, I mean, I, just me personally, I, I'm still into this whole anonymous GM gimmick. Um, I I think though there there's probably more heat on um it's probably more heat on Michael Cole than it, it is on, on the actual anonymous GM. I mean, because people just hate like if you watch Raw last night, you will see. Or you would have seen that, like that Michael Cole just just, just get just like it, insane amount of heat, like almost to the point where it was like Mike Adamly type status. 
where he were. No, 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 no. It was it was more <laughs> to the point where it's coming to Vicky Guerrero. Excuse me. Uh, I wouldn't go that far yet. Nah, uh, no, that ain't right. Nah, I wouldn't say that. Yeah, I, but I, but you're right. He did get some heat. Yeah, he got some heat last night. True. No, I mean I, I'm I'm. St- I think that, that the jury is still out as far as who the anonymous GM is going to be. Um, I guess we're going to they're going to string things out a little bit more until we actually find out who the anonymous GM is going to be. But the cars, what else you got for us, man? Oh, okay. Oh, let me finish my raw um, opinions. Um, right. Oh, one one of my other likes was that little um, the back and forth with Edge and Rod Zombie, I, which I kind of had a feeling they were going to do since Edge used to have one of his old songs, theme songs, which was funny. I'm surprised they brought that up. I was like, <laughs> which I like that song, by the way. Shoot. Yeah, that song, I, there, I, I, I believe that, that song is called Never Gonna Stop It. In, in fact, that, that song was found on the Forcible Entry album from like 2002, I think it is. And I know it's because I was listening to it about three or four days ago. It's a good CD. It's a good song. I like it. Yeah, and I used to get pumped. I was I used to act like Edge at the time back when I liked it. Back when I like really like him, I still like him. I'm starting to re-like him now, but that was at the time when I was super liked him. I was off doing the Edge. It just I was off up in my feet and stuff. It was funny. So. I don't know. I think it might be time to uh, time. It might be time to give Edge a new theme song anywhere. I think that that whole Metalingus thing by Alterbridge is kind of weird a little bit thin. He's had that for at least five years. I think it's time for him to get some new music. So, hey, hey, you know, hey, wait, 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 wait. What? You know what? I got some better theme music. You ready? What is that? That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Tomorrow is, believe it or not, Kyle Cruz's birthday. <sighs> that's, that's right. Uh, Kyle Cruz's birthday is tomorrow. Uh, wow. Well, oh, I, I, yeah. <laughs> I, I totally do not expect you to bring that up. I, I was trying to keep that a little bit quiet. But... Uh, thank you, thank you. Yeah, I. You know what? I feel old. I feel old <laughs> because tomorrow I will be turning the old age of twenty-two. I'm twenty-two too, and I don't feel old yet. <laughs> well, well, I. I guess you and me, the cars. You know, we're about to be the same age, but we are nowhere near the the old and decrepit just in time. It was what? How do you mean, like twenty? What no no like two hundred and eighty two right? If I was Wait. that old, if I was that old, I'd be in the Guinness Book of World Records, and I would have whatever I would like. See, I I think I need to take a bet. I think I need to do an over under. Who is older, Justin Time or Ric Flair? Because uh, I'm saying Ric Flair's pushing about uh, one hundred fifty two. You're up there, right? Not nearly as old, but I'd like to say I'm old and wise, and I've granted you said wisdom before in the past. <laughs> By the way, just kidding about Ric Flair, man. He's pretty much the greatest of all time. 
Sorry about that uh, interruption, but thank you for the birthday wishes and all that. I do appreciate that. Dakaris, what what else was on your mind as far as likes and dislikes on Raw and NXT or just whatever else is on your mind? Oh, with the Money in the Bank pay-per-view, uh, when he announced the um, the Raw participants, I know with, with Edge, Orton, um, Miz, DiBiase, Bourne, Morrison, Tr- Truth, and um, oh, who was the last person? Oh yeah, Jericho. Nice. <laughs> 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 um, I I I I will will say this. I think I'm I'm gonna go out on a limb right now. At Money in the Bank, 2010, at, d- d- during the Raw Money in the Bank ladder match, I think it's I think it's gonna be. The Miz walking out, new money in the bank holder, and I and I I I do think though that sadly he's going to be the first guy to cash in money in the bank and lose it on his title shot. Unfortunately, I think that he's going to win it. He's going to win the the uh, the contract, but he's going to cash in and then lose his chance of the title. I think that's that's his destiny now, and I'm calling it right now. Miz wins the money in the bank. What? Are you serious? Yeah. See, gonna... I know you're I know you're not a Miz guy and Justin, you are unusually quiet right now. Dude, don't don't be pissed, all right? It's No, I'm I know I'm, you I'm, must... I'm fuming. I'm fuming. I, I I'm pissed that I missed the show. Alright, 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 alright. Well well like I said, we'll talk you know what? about you know that. And you know what? We still gotta do one more segment too. One more segment? Alright, well, well we'll well, we will get, get that in. Well, bring it back to classic. Yeah. Uh, we're starting off our right. new season with a classic. Fair enough, and we're going to do that in just a second. But, yeah, dude, I think that The Miz is, is, is going to win Money in the Bank, and I think that this is going to really just blast them off into, main, into the main event, as I say, stratosphere. So, yeah, I think that, that's how it's going to go. So it should be cool. Obviously, you don't agree. Who, me? Well, both of you. Well, I do agree. I mean, I, I'm all for The Miz, of course. You know that. I'm The Miz is, without a doubt, awesome. I mean, he has come a long way from busting out to his shell, and if he... Wait, 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 wait. What did you say that The Miz was? I'm The Miz, and I'm awesome! Couldn't have said it better myself. Exactly. As you can tell, ladies and gentlemen, we now have sound bites for uh, season thirty. Yes. And we're not afraid to use them. Exactly. Because we even bring back classics. Oh, nerds. But anyways, like I was saying, uh it's gonna be a long third season. What I was saying was uh yeah, the myth is deserving for a uh, for a good WWE title run. I mean, if they gave it to Jericho, of course they're going to give it to uh, The Miz, or if they gave it to uh, uh, what's my colleague, the, the little Mexican jumping bean. Rey Mysterio? Yeah, him. I mean, if they gave it back to him, I mean, and he's, he's rumor going on locker room is that he's obsessed with his money, so he's in a corner somewhere counting his money, thinking he's being shortchanged by management for getting paid. I mean, of course they're going to try to shoot it off on the Miz. 
<laughs> short change. Sorry. Takaris, I you you know what? I'm I'm sorry. We we are we are kind of interrupting all of your thoughts here, but I mean, you obviously don't agree with us picking the Miz. Who's your pick? Like our truth, right? Uh, no. I was gonna choose. I wanted Edge to win again, but but everyone's gonna be like, oh, he won again. But but I know I would be happy if DiBiase win that because he he likes money. So but but it's not gonna happen. <laughs> I like that that reasoning, dude. That that's some pretty uh pretty good reasoning. He's gonna win because he likes money. No, um. Uh, I think that since he took the pinfall last night um, to Randy Orton, I, I think that that might take him out of the running a little bit, but you never know what, what's going to happen. But we do have one more caller to get to the car, so just let me run down who, who you think, like who's, who you would rank in, in, in what order for the NXT Season 2 rookies tonight. You said. Number eight, Lucky Cannon. Number seven, Titus O'Neil. Number six, Eli Cottonwood. Number five, Husky Harris. Number four, Cabal. Number three, Alex Riley. Number two, Percy Watson. And number one, Mr. Michael McGillicuddy. Uh, do you still stand by, by those eight rankings? Or if you wanted to change anything, why would you change anything and why? Oh, um, hmm. I, I would have liked to check. I was trying like to like Eli Cowan and uh, what's his name Husky Harris like in the bottom because I'm not too big on them right now because they're kind of like putting me to sleep at the moment. So I I will tell you this I I mean from a storyline from a strictly storyline perspective, Koval shouldn't be number four. He should theoretically be six or seven. Because he's lost. Now, um, I agree with Lucky Cannon, um, Husky Harris, Titus O'Neil. They they belong in, in in the bottom four. I don't know if Percy Watson belongs at number two. I would say three, maybe four. But I like the top pick. I like Michael McGillicuddy, Alex Riley. It, it it's between those two as far as being my top two. I like both of those guys, and like I said, I'm I'm sticking to my pick. Alex Riley will win season two of NXT. Now, and and, and I'm sorry, I have to do this. We do have one more caller, but is there anything else that you like to say before we cut you off? Before I go, oh, I, oh, one more thing is um with SmackDown this Friday, I cannot wait to see who the um next A are gonna be and. And we all know my boy Kings is going to be the aid, no, without no shadow of a doubt. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know what they're going to do as far as the money in the bank, um, the 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 guys there. Um, I don't know. I guess we'll find out. We will we'll find out soon. All right. All right. Well, dude, enjoy NXT tonight. Um, when it starts in about nine minutes. Uh. Let let me know what, what the uh, you know what the rankings are now. There's the pros poll and 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 the fans poll. That means that they're still in elimination tonight, right? 
Oh, an elimination? Um, I'm not sure. I, I think they said it's just the ranking tonight. They didn't say anything about elimination. They just said just doing the first poll ranking. Well, the problem is with elimination, like the following week. Well, let us know if uh, if there's an elimination uh, tonight or not. All right. All right, I'll I'll let you know. So, hey, the cars, man. Thanks for calling in, man. Call us, call us back. All right. Uh, all right. So, see you later, man. All right, bye. Ladies and gentlemen, that was. Super fan, the cars. Justin, why are why are you so uh so quiet over there, man? Because I've been waiting and waiting and waiting to get this man on the line right now, so I can figure out what the hell happened at the show. Let's bring him on. Let's go. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Without a shadow of doubt, the best wrestler in NWA New York. It is none other than the legendary Evan McLeod. Evan, you're on the air. What's going on, guys? Evan. How's it going, Evan? You guys missed uh, a hell of a show. Sorry, Justin. <laughs> really good show. <laughs> Uh, unfortunately, Justin uh, got a flat tire on the way to the show, and I didn't even place. make it to the show. I, I I went out to my driveway and found the flat tire. And Pet Boys couldn't accommodate his knees because Pet Boys sucks. <laughs> no, no, no. Just customer satisfaction over at Pet Boys. <laughs> um, well, uh, I'll go through the uh, the uh, some of the matches. Uh, Cheech beat. Julio De Niro. Uh, Gabe Saint beat Tommy Dreamer. For uh, real? Beat, yes. Uh, I can't remember. Yes. Uh, with uh, interference from uh, Colin Delaney, actually. Oh, oh there you go. So, uh, and uh, Danny Doring beat Colin Delaney with, uh, with uh, some uh, music playing of Tommy Dreamer's. Distract Colin. Um, the Caribbean Connection won the War Games match to become the new NWA New York Tag Team Champions. And uh, I believe Balls Mahoney and his partner Dewey won. Eaton Unzio and Lotsu Sweet, I think. I don't remember. So. Oh. But cage match was awesome. There was brawling outside, inside the, inside the cage, outside the cage. Match was awesome. Uh, people were on their feet for the entire thing. Uh, we'd like to thank all 600 plus fans. There's a, we're, some people are saying we have 700. We're thinking uh, our promoter believes we have 650. So oh, there you go. We have well over 600. Oh, very fans nice. Set, so. Well, my uh, question is, did you actually use the atomic drop? Uh, actually, I forgot. I'm sorry, my friend. Oh. <laughs> totally forgot. I, I threw you know, some nasty German suplexes on Brody Lee and Cloudy, though. They were awesome. <laughs> well, there you go. I mean, that'll, that'll make up. I'm always a fan of the German suplex. But unfortunately, you know, Justin couldn't make it out. Uh, all the guys went out to the bar afterwards, and we had a good time drinking with Tommy and and uh, and uh, Danny and Colin. 
and uh, Julio. We had a good time. So, All right. So when really is the time. next show? Uh, I believe August 28th. August 28th. And where's that bad boy going to be held? At the German house. At the German house. A little bit closer. Yep. On uh, Gregory Street. So it, uh, it'll be definitely uh, really, really good. I don't know any of the details right now, so I can't really give you much details aside from the date. Um, in regards of WWE news, um, I have to say I kind of dis- disagree with Jimmy on the whole NXT Legends thing, um, with the Legends just kind of like playing there. Coming from wrestler's aspect, uh, you need to think how many of those Legends have actually wrestled in the last 10 years. Aside from Lawler and aside from Steamboat, those were the two legends that were made prominent that could fight back. Everyone else that that jumping really hasn't been on TV, and the role that they were playing in that is they were office workers now. They're not wrestlers anymore. They are office workers. And they did what they needed to do, and it made perfect sense that the old guys that don't wrestle anymore that work in the office aren't in their prime anymore, so therefore when you're getting thrown into the barricades or thrown against the ring or beat up by five guys, because I'll tell you right now, in real life, if you're getting beat up by five guys, are you getting up anytime soon? I don't think so. If you get punched in the face and get knocked out in real life, not on television, not on entertainment, and you get knocked out, are you getting up right away? Probably not. So the realism of that beatdown was very real. The fact that four guys were beating up one guy at a time is very real. If you think in sure. real life and someone jumps you with five different guys, you think they're going to just let up on you and walk away? No, they're going to beat you until you can't move anymore. Basically, that's what that did. It was a mugging. They picked. Basically, if you think of the movie The Predator, you know, Predator hid, hid in the trees. Basically, it was a bait thing. Three would go to slide in. All the legends would go one way. One would slide in and grab a legend and pull them outside where four of them could maul the legend. And it just, they picked off every single one of them until they got to Steamboat. And when they got to Steamboat, they all went in and beat up on Steamboat. At no point did that make that did that not make any sense. That made perfect sense. They picked off every one of those legends, and the rule in the beginning was they could not touch a current WWE superstar. They didn't touch the superstars. They touched the legends. And that's where they could get away with it. And obviously, no offense, Jenny, if you're able to talk about it today and say it was bad, obviously it was good because you're talking about it today. Kevin, we got about 30 seconds left, so stay on the line. Oh. All the other callers, please stay on the line for the after-hours party. Uh, I know uh, Kyle wants to say, uh, wish everyone a very thank you for all his birthdays, wishes that are coming to him. And also, we forgot to promote uh, Steel Cage Radio, uh, best indie uh, wrestling promotion all the way out on uh, California. But we got about 18 seconds left, fans. So hang on, stay on the line. We're going to go into the After Hours Party, which will be available on the download at blogtalkradio.com. All right, for Kyle Cruz, I am Justin Time. We'll see you next week. See you. Later. All right, now, ladies and gentlemen, we are in the after-hours party.
and what a party it is. Right now, we still have on the line NWA New York's very own Evan McLeod, and with a couple more callers in queue, so we will get to you, every single one who's staying on the line. So, Evan, if you were, please. Like I was saying, if you're able to talk about it today, they did something right. Whether you're talking about it negative or positive, they did something right because you're talking about it. If it was that bad, you wouldn't be talking about it today. Quite frankly, you know, if something's bad, why are you going to talk about it? Like I said, TNA, we all talk about TNA. We talk about how TNA does, you know, is bad, you know. But at the same time, they're doing, they're making you talk about it. So they're doing something right. The problem is everything that they're doing right is they're still trying to get people to watch it on the past. Like, just like TNA. WWE did something right today, uh, yesterday, by simply putting, you know, those legends in a spot where they're supposed to get beat up. And they got picked off one by one. They didn't all get jumped at once. They were picked off one at a time. And it made perfect sense. Realistically, in real life, you get beat up by five people, and you're able to get up and walk away and in less than a second. You know, I think you're superhuman because, quite frankly, I just don't see that happening. You know? I just don't see True. It. You get jumped by five people, you get nuts. It made perfect sense. It wasn't it wasn't a bore. It made perfect sense. It's exactly what they were going after. It was going after they needed to make another statement, so they went after legends. They're not current WWE superstars. They're not under a superstar contract. They're not wrestlers anymore. They are office workers. And that is the whole storyline. They are going after guys that represent the company, that represent the office. John Cena is the face of the company. That's why the whole story, that's the whole ploy behind John Cena. They attacked Vince McMahon because he is the owner of the company. He represents the highest power in that company. And they're trying to destroy the company. Basically, essentially, what the NWO was supposed to be built around. Except, unfortunately, WWE is doing it 100 times better with the same idea, same principle, just not using any big names doing it. They can turn around and use the big names to become the leader. But the fact is, they're doing it with guys that were just on a show that are being classified as rookies. And in 13 weeks, one rookie has become the name and the face of the NXT and it's not a single guy that's on WWE TV right now. It is Brian Danielson. Brian Danielson will be back in the WWE. Brian Danielson just wrestled Chikara. Said he can't talk about what's going on right now, which we should lead to everyone that he is going to be re-signed after his 90-day complete no-compete clause. He will be back in the WWE. If they don't make a move on him, it'll be the dumbest thing they ever did. Now, can I... Let me ask you. I mean... As a wrestler, you know, you, you obviously care, you know, just to get any type of reaction. But in the case of these NXT 7, or they call themselves the Nexus or whatever you want to call them, over the past couple of weeks, they've been getting, you know, face tears. You, you know, like people are actually starting to cheer them a little bit. And that's because, you know, when you have – a group of, uh, of six or seven guys, and they're basically, like, taking on the entire company, trying to tear the company down, you know, people kind of get behind that. So uh, just 
from your perspective as a wrestler, how, how frustrating is that where, where you're getting the wrong type of reaction? Sure, it's a reaction, and, and that's what you're aiming for, but, you know, being a heel, what is a wrestler's mindset of, of getting, you know, uh, the opposite cheer of what you want? Well, the biggest thing that they've been doing is they've been focusing on John Cena. And first off, John Cena, people hate John Cena. So anyone that beats up on John Cena, unless it's with someone else that they really care about, people are going to cheer it. That's first. Second, they beat up Vince McMahon and attack Vince McMahon and lay lay out Vince McMahon. Tons of people hate Vince McMahon. Obviously, people are going to cheer that. And just like you said on TV, they're getting cheered. So what did they do? They had them beat up legends, whether they were faces, whether they were heels. They beat up legends that people respect and got the response they needed to get last night. People said they sucked, and no one in that no one that was watching television last night and say they did not get the reaction that they needed to get. People hated them. People could have killed them because people love the Hall of Fame guys, especially Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. So fact, putting a, on, you know, if you if yeah, as a babyface, as a heel, if you're getting the reaction that you sh- you don't want to be getting, you do something drastic to change that reaction, which they did. So putting on your fantasy Booker hat, what would you do going forward? Like you know, last night they did this whole uh, they beat up these six legends whether they were heel or face, they got the reaction that that they wanted. What do you do now? I mean, it, it seems like, what, it's been a month. You know, eventually these rookies are going to have to be put in matches because they just can't keep doing beatdowns beat every week or else it's starting to get old, it is, it, which, which I've heard from some circles that, that it's, it, it's starting to get a little old now. How, how do they get people how do they get fans to start caring about what what these guys do in the ring? Because as a collective group, as the seven all together, you know, they're over because they are attacking all of these people like, like your John Cena's, like your Vince McMahon's, like these legends. But when, once it comes time for them to get in the ring, you know, say you have John Cena versus Darren Young. Okay, no, nobody is ever going to believe that one of these rookies that they spent 13 weeks or however long it, it was seeing them just get beaten down, just, just beaten over the head by the fact of them being rookies. How do they get the fans to care about what they do in the middle of the ring and, 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 and even create any, any sort of doubt of them but, possibly beating a WWE superstar? Well, the fact is, Half of them have been wrestling a lot longer than people realize. Secondly, when they have them wrestle, you know, a WWE superstar, A, some of them have already beaten WWE superstars on NXT, and that's already been proven. They have nothing. They, they, they don't have to do anything. They're doing it all right now. They're making them uh, – they're getting their boo in. They're getting the, their fans' reaction right now, and – that's what they're doing. They're getting the reaction that they're supposed to be getting. You put them in the ring, and they beat John Cena, let's say. They're doing their job. They're going to get over. 
because you're going to be put in there. You know, in the end, it's all about how you wrestle, how you work the crowd. All those guys know what to do, and they'll get the reaction. Just have to be booked the proper way. And WWE will book things the proper way. And the thing is, people are saying, oh, NXT rookies. All right, how many in the 80s and early 90s, you know, you're looking at these guys as NXT rookies. Look at all the vignettes that used to be put out back in the day for so-and-so coming to the WWE. Never heard of him, but he's coming to WWE. Oh, my God. Oh, he's beating up on guys. He's winning matches. No one knew who Goldust was. No, how many people knew Goldust was Dustin Reynolds? How many knew people Dustin Reynolds, Dustin Rhodes, wrestled and WCW? Not very many people. If you watched WWF at the time, you watched WWF. You didn't turn on WCW. Half the people didn't watch WCW. WCW didn't have a market. But Goldust, coming to WWE, WWF at the time, came in and took WWF by storm. Same thing with Hunter Hearst Tumbley. How many people knew Hunter Hearst Tumbley before he came to WWF? Terrorizing. It's the same thing. Instead of doing stupid vignettes to introduce every one of these guys for months on months on months on months on months, Instead of doing a vignette of a guy, they have a TV show. Basically, this TV show is one big vignette. And that's what they're doing. Uh, you, you can't... You, anybody that can sit here and say, oh, and downplay NXT guys and, you know, oh, they're rookies. What about all the guys that were never on WWE TV before they came to WWF or WWE? And all they did, they had a little commercial air. So-and-so's coming to WWE. You didn't know who they were, but they came out and beat. It's like, okay, Razor Ramon came out and beat up on jobbers. Yeah, that's great. But there were jobbers that were prominent that you always saw on television. Like yeah, see, Barry but, but, what, but the thing is, Barry I, I, to win? well, you know? nobody really believes that he had any credibility, though. That's well, the thing. Look at the one who Sean Waltman had no credibility, beat Razor Ramon. Had all the credibility in the world. Never had a vignette. See, but, but it, here's the thing. It, 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 it's one thing if, if, if they come in unknown as far as they just come in from day one. Nobody, nobody has – I mean, as, as far as the general WWE audience is concerned, if, if, if nobody has seen them, that's one thing. It's, it's easier to have them come in, be an established star, and then have people go, oh, okay. He beat this guy. He must be pretty, pretty legit. In the case of these seven quote-unquote rookies, to the general mainstream casual WWE fan, they don't know that they've been training down in Florida Championship Wrestling. They don't know that. People don't, people don't know that, that they're actually not rookies. All they know is, is that for the past 13 weeks on the NXT first season, they saw – um, pros just berate them, downgrade them, get beaten, have, having them do some, some some stupid like challenges, like physical challenges, and not treat, treating them like these larger than, than life superstars. How are people supposed to take them seriously, knowing that 
okay, yeah, they're 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 new, so to speak. But how are you supposed to take Sean Waltman here seriously? He was a guy that was contested on having fifteen different names before becoming the one, two, three kid, lightning kid. He he had like I think five or six names he went under as a jobber for the WWE, as a jobber, a straight enhancement guy to beating Razor Ramon in one match. He was a guy that literally got beat up on WWF TV regularly by mainstream guys and then beat Razor Ramon. It's the same thing. It's the exact same thing. Instead of getting these guys and putting them in enhancement matches, which they already have done, which they've already done, they put these guys in enhancement matches, uh, uh, Sheamus. Sheamus is in the DX DVD with Wade Barrett breaking up, taking moves from DX. Okay? Sheamus was on WWE TV. There's guys that were on WWE TV. Caval, low-key, has been in enhancement matches for the WWE, actually won in an enhancement match for WWE TV. Okay? These guys have all been to WWE at some point, for wrestling-wise. The one two, three kid, Sean Waltman, had the same role that these guys all have. He got beat up. Same thing with guys like Barry Harwitz, Doug, uh, with not, um, Gilbert, whatever I forget what his first name was. Gilbert, all these guys started becoming names, regular faces on TV, but were enhancement matches. Instead of doing that to these guys and just making them jobbers, they're turning these guys into WWE superstars. They have enough credibility as a group right now where people will hate them. It doesn't matter. They are a group who is sing- are singling out people and attacking people in a group. They all can wrestle. They all can wrestle. It's been proven they can wrestle. They all have charisma. They all have a point that people are going to focus on. The fact is, and they take them all as heels. Like, the only person that's in that group that I don't think people can really look at and look and see a heel in would be, um, what you call it, it kind of does the 450, Justin Gabriel. He doesn't look like a heel. If he doesn't talk, well, he talks like, he can talk like a heel, but if he smiles at anything, you're not going to look at him as a heel. He has to keep a blank stare on his face. He cannot really laugh, smile, because he has that baby face, white meat baby face look. Any of those other guys in that group can get away being a heel. They have not tarnished, the NXT television show has not tarnished them at all, has only made them look more stronger because of what they're doing on television right now. You can't really argue that point because if you think about it, and you really take time to think about it, one, two, three kid became a prominent star overnight for the WWF. Overnight became a phenomenon, became a big player for WWF TV, was put into big storylines for winning one match, for beating Razor Ramon. Before that, he won nothing. He did nothing. Was beat up regularly. And it wasn't like he didn't get beat up when he beat Razor Ramon. He got beat up and got a lucky win, and then turned around and got a second lucky win on Razor Ramon. The storyline created the character, and the storyline right now is creating the characters. True. 
Evan, I hate to cut you off right about now, but we got some other people still in queue. Yep. If that, that's okay. Yep, that's fine. No problem, guys. All right, but th- okay, thank you for giving us an update on what happened on the show, and I will most definitely try to make it out for uh, uh, August show at the German house. No problem, guys. I will uh, all talk right. to you guys later, all right? All right, have a good one, brother. Yep, you too, bro. See ya. Thanks a lot, Evan. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Evan McLeod from NWA New York. Always a fun time when he gets on the line. We tend to go back and forth about some things, whether it's TNA or whether it's NXT. We always see, seem to butt heads a little bit, but it's, it's, it's good spirited debate between, a, well, a, a wrestling fan and an actual wrestler. So it's good to have, have him on here. True. And we got one more caller left in queue from the 915 area code. Caller, you're on the air. 951. Are you on the air, buddy? Oh, hey, what's up, man? (laughs) Just calling to show some love. What's up, you guys? Hey, nothing much, man. How's it going? It's going pretty good. Doing pretty good. So I just figured I would call in this dead heated debate about the NX tiers, or and what was it called? Nexus? Nexus, you, wow. Yeah. wow, I thought Nexus was the uh, sham, a brand of shampoo in, like, uh, you, that you buy in uh, fancy salons. <laughs> yes, it's just you know what? John, ready, ready to get on the WWE. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is Degenerate John from Steel Cage Radio. You can check I'm out at steelcageradio.com. Yeah, dude. Uh, man, that that is. Uh, you know what? I didn't even re- realize that. I, I think that actually is the name of some like hair hair product. I, I totally think it's like until right now. That's pretty nice. Oh my god! I can't believe it. Uh, I mean, the whole NX tears. I have to admit, when when they turn on, uh, when they, they when they first did it. It was absolutely brilliant. I couldn't believe that the WWE actually showed balls and attitude. I haven't seen this in 10 years, but they fucked it up. And what, now? I think they've, now they jumped the shark now. It's it's like, all right, well, let's beat up so-and-so. Okay, well, let's beat up Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. So who's next? I mean, I don't know. It's just, it's just, well, it's just me, once again, just being very negative about the WWE. <laughs> That's cool, well, man. It's, I mean, it's actually, I'm sorry, but I just want to say it's actually an honor and a pleasure to finally speak to you like uh, one-on-one for longer than about a brief five seconds with you, Mr. <laughs> right on. <laughs> Very cool. Well, thanks. <laughs> oh, not a problem. Yeah, I just, I just don't, I just don't get it. I, I figured that they, you know, what did it for me, and obviously, I'm sure Kyle already figured this one out when they got rid of Brian Danielson. So. That was just like okay, that that that's enough. That's stupid uh, because I'm supposedly choking out uh, uh, Justin Roberts. Uh, what's funny is that there's uh, people thinking that you know for the next uh, pro wrestling gorilla uh, event that is coming up at the end of the month, Brian Daniels is going to be wrestling Roderick Strong, and people are thinking about throwing red ties in in the ring in honor of him. So, and, and now, now, now. Now, now let let's talk about that show, John. I know that on one of your most recent shows, you talked about. I think it was episode number twenty six, where you guys talked about uh, you going to a PWG show. I know 
I'm going there on the show on the I, I believe it's the 30th, July 30th, I think it is. Will Will you yes. be there? Uh, hell yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I I actually have never seen a Brian Danielson match live before, so this will be my first time ever seeing him live, man. I and I just can't wait for it, man. I I mean, I watch his videos on you know on YouTube and everything like that, and he seems amazing. Uh, just, just on tape, so I, I can't wait to go to that PWG show and see him live. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be crazy. I mean, you have that, and uh, you have like uh, uh, Rod. Uh, no, excuse me, I can't even think. Chris Hero versus Davey Richards, and then you have uh, the guys from TNA, uh, uh, the Motor City Machine Guns versus uh, um, Paul London and El Generico. I mean, it's gonna be a freaking crazy night. So. Can't wait for that show. It's coming up July 30th. You can go to ProWrestlingGorilla.com for all of the information on that. Now, John, you got to tell me what, what what's going on with, uh, with the Steel Cage Radio, man. I know that it's been a couple weeks since you guys have uh, released the show. When when can we expect uh, podcast number 29 out you guys? Uh, let's like, uh, in the next day is just the, the, the dreaded editing. It's always a pain in the ass. So that's in a couple of days, and then, and then this weekend, I'm going to do a best of because we're just feeling too lazy. And uh, uh, we're going to be playing clips of us that we did 10 years ago. So that should be kind of funny because I was the original Steel Cage when we did 10 years ago. We took a long hiatus, and then we came back after, uh, what was it, the XPW show so, of the last year. So uh, it should be funny to hear some of that old stuff. So hopefully you said that would be coming up this weekend, right? Oh, yeah, this weekend. This uh, 4th of July weekend, actually, yeah. Nice, man. Looking forward to to hearing it, man. Well, is, is there anything else that's going on kind of in in, in the uh, SoCal area that, that you, you've been to or that you're looking forward to coming up? Yeah. Uh, let's see. Well, uh, we'll be attending, finally, uh, another Empire Wrestling Federation show. Uh, we haven't been there for a while. Uh, just because of my schooling, but that's that should be cool. We're gonna finally uh, we're gonna try to get to Mach One, which I've heard a lot of good stuff about them. Oh uh, shit, yeah, man! I, uh, like, go ahead, sorry. I actually go. No, no, I. I was saying I I actually go to all of the Mach One shows pretty much every week because they're right down the street from where I work. So I I go on there every fri- Friday and uh, uh, yeah, they're 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 right down the street from where Disneyland is. So. If if there's anybody out there that's listening now too, just try your best to just go down there. I believe it's every Friday at eight oh five, and they run about two hours, but it's a it's a fantastic show, man. Fantastic. Yeah, it is. It is. So so there's that show. Um, I don't know what Battleground Wrestling is doing. I, I, I'm I'm a, I'm about to get to start going to the shows pretty soon. I've I've been. That's what it's been happening. Uh, like uh, like the shows are coming later and later because. I think I, I've, I'm inundated in, in work. So not only am I the webmaster for the West Coast Wrestling Company, now it looks like I'm going to be the webmaster for uh, Battleground Pro Wrestling. And, uh, you know, so it, it's just <laughs> so much work. It's ridiculous. I don't know why I did that. Oh, man. No, I mean, it, it, it certainly sounds like you're keeping busy, and, and that's cool. But now i got to ask, though, you say that, that, that you're – you're you're still doing training. How's that going for you? Well, uh, that that was the other reason why we're calling. I was calling because uh, we took a, uh, the West Coast Wrestling Company took a hiatus, and we're back in the the original arena again. So we, you know, it was just a mostly an issue with 
uh, management there, uh, the, the old management that used to own the place with just total pricks and gave the owner Adam hell. And now with the new owners, uh, they finally kind of came to some agreement. And as of today, we got the ring back in there. Uh, so I should be back uh, in my uh, training mode uh, starting next Thursday. So holy shit, hopefully I don't fracture another rib. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, well my my best uh, to you and, and much success going on with the wrestling training. Now, I mean, uh, I know you're doing your your training now. I mean, has, has it really been a, ty- a timetable as far as like when you're gonna have your first match or anything like that? Or I mean, are we still just doing this for fun? Or how how how's this working out for you as far as time? Very good question. Um, I haven't decided what. Yeah. Uh, Adam says you should go in here with the attitude that you know, that you're training for at least your first match. Me, my, my, to be quite honest, I just wanted to just to live out a, a childhood dream and just to get a chance to learn these moves. And um, I've never thought of it, so I guess I better start getting on the ball and actually focusing on this initial match of mine, which is going to be pretty dreadful when it does happen. Shit. <laughs> you know, tra- transitioning. You know. Uh, from a wrestling fan, you know, just, just sitting back and enjoying the product, and you know, and, and now being a, a trainee, a trainee at a, a wrestling school, how, how has that changed your ability to enjoy either wrestling on TV or, or wrestling just at at, at, an, at an indie show? Do you feel, I mean, that much more appreciation for all of the guys that actually step through the step the ropes and get in the ring now? Yes, no, you, you hit it right on the ball. Seriously, um, it's definitely changed. I mean, in a way, it's kind of ruined it in the fact that it kind of broke the, the fantasy. But yet again, the fantasy has been broken, you know, a long time ago when you finally realized, oh, shit, this ain't real. <laughs> but um, uh, the whole idea of you, I start now looking how they do these particular moves. I, I have a, a different view on it and uh, a deeper uh, respect for what these guys put their asses through. I mean, it, it's just, it's hard. I mean, I, I'm just practicing my ribs, just learning how to take a back bump. I mean, and these guys are doing some crazy acrobatics in there. And uh, so, yeah, you, you, you definitely have a, a, a different appreciation for, for all the wrestlers. So Definitely so, man. Now, I saw that on your website you guys were plugging the Ring of Honor Death Before Dishonor 8 show. Um uh, and I I heard you mention this maybe about a month or two ago on one of your shows. Do you have some some sort of like arrangement with Ring of Honor or or with GoFightLive.tv? What what what's 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 going on with uh, oh, that? Oh yeah, we're actually uh, affiliated with uh, GoFightLive.tv. So we we're kind of like the technically been sponsored by them and uh, the other uh, other sponsor of ours, Headblade. Uh, so they're the main ones that, you know, we try to push the most because, yes, we, we are sponsored by both of them or affiliate or whatever the hell it's called. <laughs> All right. Now, did you actually get a chance to watch that show? Uh, it wasn't last Saturday, but, but the Saturday before on the 19th. Yes, I did. And, I mean, absolutely phenomenal. I mean, it's going to be on the next podcast, actually, the one that I'm still editing. But, uh, I mean, what a great freaking show. I mean, ZD and I just couldn't stop raving how great of a show. I mean, even my friend Adam from West Coast Wrestling Company, that was his first time seeing it up uh, ROH pay-per-view, and he just, like, kept texting me. It's like, holy shit, this is really good. 
like, oh yeah, of course it's good. But I mean, like from the, from the beginning to the top. And what I liked is how they started out uh, uh, the show. I mean, you you had these uh, one tag team, Cheech and Cloudy, about to walk in, and then El Generico runs in there and then starts calling out Kevin Steen. So then you have this huge like main event type match in the beginning of the show. I mean, everything, like every one of those matches were, were, were awesome. I mean, and then, I mean, you can't beat the price. I mean, I get tired of paying the 30, well, 35, was it for the last TNA? I don't even know what WWE is now nowadays, but 15 bucks to watch it. And I could watch it over and over and over again. All, you know, I still have access to the other pay-per-view of there. So kind of a good deal. So, Definitely a good deal, and uh, John, I cannot wait uh, to meet up with with you guys again on uh, for the PWG Seven show coming up at the end of of next month. And actually, tomorrow's my birthday, so you know, um, I and, and, nice. and I haven't. Uh, thank you very much. Now I haven't exactly got my ticket yet, so you know, um, if you want to go to prowrestlinggorilla.com right now and and you know and pick me up a ticket, that you know. That that will count towards my birthday present. So okay, all right. No, no, I'm I'm just kidding, dude. No, no, man. But we gotta go, man. But uh, John, thanks a lot for for calling in once no again, problem, guys. Man. If you wanna if you wanna check out Steel Cage Radio, check them out at SteelCageRadio.com. Uh, an episode is expected to come out uh, coming up this weekend for during the holiday weekend. John, I, I love your show. Both Bo, Justin, I love your show, man. And uh, hopefully we can talk again soon, buddy. No problem. Well, the, the feeling's mutual. I mean, I don't. I'm very critical about a lot of the shows out there, and the only one that I like to give the steel cage uh, the seal of approval, and that's why we keep promoting you guys because we. I like your show. I mean, the legitimately, I really do like it. So, you know, so you guys are good guys. Uh, you, you, and, and you do a fantastic job on steel cage radio, and and I know that that you know that uh, editing is is always is something that. It, it takes a lot of time and trust because we used to do the same thing for, for like our, our first maybe year and a half doing our, our show b- before we uh, we went live here on Blockfoot Radio. We we just had one hell of a time trying to edit each show, and we know how difficult it it can be. But, but the final product is always quality, and uh, you know we love your your, your show here. So um, no, just keep doing what you're doing, man, and hopefully we'll we'll run into each other at the PWG show, and, and, and even before that, we can talk, so, talk sooner than that, all right? But do take all care. All right, sounds good. good all right, man. All right, man. Bye now. See ya. That was Degenerate John from SteelCageRadio.com. Always love those guys, both Degenerate John and Dee Dee. You can check those guys out. Once again, SteelCageRadio.com. Uh, they are our number one sponsors. Uh, we're perhaps their number one fans. They are our number one fans as far as like sponsors are concerned. Um, we love those guys to death. Before we get out of here, actually, actually, Justin had to drop out. Uh, he was, was just too pissed about this whole pet boys thing, so he, he had to drop out. So he is gone for the week. He'll see you next week. But just a couple of news items here. Uh, over the weekend, apparently, Michelle McCool and The Undertaker were married. I know that that those two are officially an item, and uh, apparently this is Undertaker's what? This is Undertaker's third marriage. Of course, his last one was to Sarah. Of course, the Sarah tattoo was on his neck for many, many years now. Um, but he had that removed about a, you know, maybe one or two, eh, 
probably cl- close to two years ago now. But Michelle McCool and the Undertaker are married, and uh, you know they they are an item now, and they are officially together. So congratulations to the happy couple. I wonder what you know what a marriage the Undertaker is like. You know, I'm just saying that's it's kind of weird. It's kind of weird. Uh, this is um I don't know if this is not if this is breaking news, but I just ran across the story. Hulk Hogan and Eric Bischoff not at tonight's TNA Impact taping. Uh, TNA Wrestling News and PWNSR.com are both reporting that neither Hulk Hogan or Eric Bischoff were present at tonight's TNA Impact taping. You know, um... I just heard a birthday song for, for just some some reason. I, I don't know what what that was there, but... Um, anyway... Um, I'm not sure if you guys could hear that, but I, I just heard a birthday song. It's kind of cool. But all right. Um, let's see. Uh, yeah, those guys are not currently um, – they're not at the TNA Impact tapings tonight. And let's see. The, the final Raw rating for last night's edition of Raw – was a 3.28. I believe that was down from last week. I'm not sure what, what, what the rating was last week, but I, I think it was like a 3.4, I think, and so they're down a little bit this week. Um, I'm I'm not going, going to crap over the crap on the show last night because it wasn't that bad. Rob Rob Zombie only had one segment as guest host, and there isn't a guest host next week, but the week after it's going to be Florence Henderson. I hope that a year into this thing, a year into this, a year – Actually, today, I believe, what was the official one-year anniversary of the guest host. I, I, I hope that now they kind of give this thing a rest because it just hasn't worked out. I mean, you, you've had just some just, just diamond in the rough, just, just some great hosts. But um, uh, otherwise, you've had just, just some pretty bad guest hosts as well. So hopefully, you know, this thing will come to an end sooner rather than later. Um, let's see. I'm trying to go through, trying to go through all of the latest pretty big news here. Um, oh, this is, is something here. We talked about the Nexus, the NXT Seven. Of course, there was only six people on Raw last night of the group, and of course, the the big uh, person missing or the most high-profile of the of the seven guys, was one Mr. Wade Barrett. And Wade Barrett, he actually, uh, I guess deported isn't the wrong word. Uh, that, that's not the right word. But both him and Drew McIntyre were sent back to their home countries because their work visas have, have apparently expired. Uh, I don't know how that happens. I'm, I think Barrett's, he, I think he, he lives in, in England, but I'm, I'm not exactly sure. Um, Andrew McIntyre, he lives in Scotland, I think. So, yeah, those two have been sent back to their home countries. I'm hearing two different stories here about whether or how long this thing will last. Um, I, I'm hearing one thing that – one story that says, you know, it could be a while, and I'm hearing another story that that is saying that it could just be a matter of, of, of a couple of days and they'll be back on the road again. Um both Barrett and McIntyre are they're, they're pretty integral in, in uh, some pretty high-profile storylines right now, so hopefully it won't last too long. 
Um, here we go some breaking news right now. Let's see, oh, breaking news. This is pretty big. I, I, I just encountered this right now. Word coming out from sources within WWE is that CM Punk will be out of action for four to eight weeks due to having surgery on his arm last week. He's been working through the injury as of late and was wearing a sling during the night, Friday Night SmackDown tapings. More information will be available as uh, as it becomes available. So, um, wow. That is... That's not good. It's not good. Not at all. Um, Alright. Let's go and do, one, once again, the the um going through the news list here i think i think we're pretty much good if um if there's anything missing then i i'm not sure what it is so it's okay i think we are pretty much all set here i think that is going to do it for everybody here for the Atomic Drop Show on behalf of Just In Time. My name is Kyle Cruz. Thanks to all of our callers, Degenerate John, Evan McLeod from NWA New York, Jimmy Z, Dakaris. Um, I believe that was, was all the calls. But, yeah, big thank you to all four of those callers today. Great, insightful discussion as always. Um, Justin, I'm sorry you had, to, you had to duck out a little bit, but once again, Thank you guys for making last week's show our most downloaded show in our two-year history. You guys rock. Um, hopefully, we will continue expanding our audience, and hopefully, we will not let you guys down in the future. Before we get out of here, once again, I just want to give a final plug to SteelCageRadio.com, SteelCageRadio.com with Degener and John and Dee Dee. They have an episode coming out later this weekend, 4th of July weekend. Enjoy it. There will be Podcast 29. And they'll be talking, talk, talking some uh, some independent wrestling in, uh, here in the Southern California area. Check those guys out once again, SeelCageRadio.com. As well as, and, and this is a personal plug here, got to give a big shout-out to uh, NWAWrestling.com, Shane Kidder, David Marquez, those guys rock because... Uh, I, I believe I alluded to this last week, but I am the new staff writer for NWAWrestling.com. I'm, I'm, I'm going under um, an alias here by the name of Michael Simmons. I, I don't know why I, I came up with that name. It's, it's pretty crappy if you ask me. But my latest article on the website is a profile on the NWA World's Heavyweight Champion, the Scrap Daddy, Scrap Iron Adam Pierce. Profile on him, plus I did an article on a local federation down here, NWS Let's Run a Wrestling Show, and how that shut down. Um, my next articles, you, you can expect me to do some articles on Phil, Phil Shatter um, and, uh, and the Sheik, who, are, who wrestle um, in, in the Midwest and, and actually down, down low on the Southeast as well. But, yeah, RenWWrestling.com, SteelCageRadio.com, those guys are awesome. Check those guys out whenever you can. On behalf of Justin Time, I'm Kyle Cruz, and I'm signing off. See ya!